Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, so make it a great one by meeting amazing women from all over the world and hearing their stories and being wrapped up in the possibility for you in your life and the next adventures you will have. Well, today I've got a great backstory for my guest. This is kind of like, I feel like I'm interviewing the rock star. So excited. I put on a cute top. If you could see me, you'd see I have on a cute top because my friend Robin had been bragging about her friend Emmy forever. When she met me, the first thing she said out of her mouth was, oh my gosh, you remind me of my friend from college, Emmy. She's in London. She's an artist. She has a book, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to know her. So I started stalking her online as I'm known to do very well for people that are awesome and just saw her beauty of her art and her being. And so Emmy, welcome to the show today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be talking to you. Well, we are happy to have you because the whole purpose of Boost Power Podcast is to just tell the the true stories, right, of a great women and to connect with women all over the world and so that they can be inspired and uplifted by you. So, you know, you don't have to start at conception because I think that might be weird, but you can go back kind of to your childhood and to just like, you know, tell us a little bit about um, your path and what kind of foundation you had that, you know, kind of put you in being the kind of super cool international artist that you are today. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I've actually always been into fashion. I was, I I studied fashion. I I went to, um, I worked in retail for many, many years, but there was always kind of a creative bend to it. Um, The first quote unquote artistic series that I made, I was probably about seven years old and I lived in Monterey, California. And my father was at the Naval Postgraduate School there. And I remember I took a class and I think the, the school must have been under construction because I had like a remote classroom and like a mobile, mobile, um, mobile structure. And um, I painted these big fluffy flowers. And this was the era of like Peter Max and the seven up signs with the flowers and Paul McCartney and wings and all that. And so I did like, I have, th- and I have them still, I did this series of, of, of three poster paint, um, flower paintings. And they actually said, I love flowers, at least one of them. And I signed it and my parents saved them. They framed them. And remarkably they they still look pretty good. It must've been the, the quality of the paint must've been pretty decent um, back then. But, you know, I kind of, I kind of went on to do other things. I did, I did get an art degree in, in school, but I also really worked in fashion. That was really my thing for a long time and worked in retail, um, worked mostly in management. And then I started doing a little bit more creative communication through, through my retail career. And, but I was, I got really sick of it. And I really, I honestly, what I really wanted to do was have my own boutique, my own business. So I started something called me and blue back in 2000. And, um, it was my first retail venture and it started out, I I was ready to leave my job and I ended up getting fired. It was one of those pictures of like, I don't know, the building reminded me of like Joe versus a volcano and I walk out and I've got my mail, my, my empty mail bin and people are like, you need to leave now. And I'm like, I was here for seven years. Like I didn't do anything wrong. You guys, you know, I just, my boss and I were kind of over. So, um, but yeah, I was really relieved, really happy to start that business. And, um, 
you know, you learn a lot about yourself when you have a creative business or a retail business or any sort of business. You, you realize what you're good at and what you're not so great at. But I did realize that I was really, um, those strengths came back to me, the color, um, merchandising, um, and also just kind of like, I love talking to people. I love communicating with people. I love that interaction. Um, that's probably what I miss most about my retail store. But what was interesting about that was I also started, um, designing my own line at that time. I had somebody who helped me and I developed a line of skirts and I did that for quite a while. So that was really a, a, a so it be, so I got the creativity back into my retail store and um, it was also a good way to make a little bit more money because I wanted to, I had higher margins of selling when I did that. And then I was, and that was based in Philadelphia. I lived there for quite a while and then I was like really over it and I moved to LA and I just wanted to have my own LA, LA girl lifestyle. You know, I was like in my late thirties and I was like, okay, it's now or, now or never. So I made it now and I went and, um, so I, I didn't have a boutique for a few years, but I, I once again, got it started again. And this time I made my logo, those fluffy flowers and very seventies bedroom inspired. And I said, I'm going to make it all my own clothing line. And so it wasn't all my own clothing line, but I say about 80% of that store in Venice was, was my own clothing line. And we painted the flowers on the outside of the store. It was on my um, label. Um, I'm still using that label right now. And it was also on my um, business cards. It was like the whole vibe was kind of the 70s, you know, happy, breezy, carefree, kind of like a little bit of innocence. Like it's before like things feel dark, you know? Um, so that was a, a good thing. Um, and yeah, so I, 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 but I got to the point again, and I think this is probably an entrepreneur in me where I got really kind of tired of it. I was burnt out and my rent was going up like crazy. Yeah, Venice and, Beach, California, not to be confused with low rent, right? Well, no, no, but, but at the time it was low rent because I was on a, um, on a street called Rose Avenue and Rose Avenue at the time was really, um, they had called it Skid Rose. It was, oh. it was very, um, it was not all cleaned up. It wasn't all glossy. It was, it was, it still had a lot of grit and a lot of personality. Yeah. And um, one time I remember I had to, um, and I, I had my daughter at the time and I, I couldn't leave the street because I've been a shooting in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, please, oh, yeah. Please disregard the, uh, the bay, the bands and the police outside your door. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I just need to leave, you know? And I remember she was in a stroller and I was like covering her <laughs> up trying to get to my car. And, um, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I closed that up and it was interesting because I ended up leaving California, which had been my dream. Um, just because I, I needed a change of pace and my husband was working across the country but I felt a little lost. I wasn't quite sure what to do. And, um, I kept trying to get back into my fashion, but I felt really, really, um, it just wasn't working anymore. I don't know if you've ever done something where you like, you do it, you do it, you're really good at it. And then all of a sudden it just doesn't work. It just like, it just wasn't working anymore. So, um, I just decided, okay, every single day. And this was, I think it was, um, January 1st of 2016, I decided to start something called Art Journal Du Jour. It was just a hashtag, Art Journal Du Jour. And um, every day I posted something in my, I just did some new art technique or I did something in my art journal because I, I kind of put those art journals to the side. I, I'd done a little bit of art journaling, but I, I really hadn't been doing a lot of it. So yeah, every day I did Art Journal Du Jour. And um, it was really interesting because I had different themes. Some Some months it was flowers, some months it was birds, some months it was symbols. And so 
I really grew and I got a discipline. And not that I wasn't disciplined before, but I needed some place to put my energy and my creativity and kind of my sadness, really, because it was just a very strange time for me. Um, so I did that. And then people would say, okay, you need to, can you make this a little bit bigger? Can you, can you, can you do this on a canvas? So I started doing some canvases. Um, and that was kind of scary to jump from a book onto a canvas, but I started doing that. And then I ended up um, moving to London. My job got a, my, my husband, my husband got a job in London. And so we moved to London and, um, I started, just meeting up with other, other artists, um, joining some organizations. I did my first art fair and, um, you know, it, it started out, it's been, it's been slow at times, but it's, it's starting to get momentum. Um, and I joined something called the print club in London, which was, is a screen print studio. And the print club has really helped propel me. Um, and I do a lot of what are called monoprints where I actually hand, hand paint onto a silk screen. I pull the squeegee and I transfer the image onto the paper. So what happens is you get all these imperfections and I'm back to the flowers. So that whole, I love flowers thing is, um, is, is really where I'm back to. And I even did a series of like these fluffy flowers and I talked talked about it today on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw that, but, um, that has the, these fluffy flowers that people seem to love that don't really have any, they're not really a zinnia or a daisy or anything. They're just like these they're just like these happy flowers, you know? Right. But they're kind of, it seems to me from the little bit I know you and the little bit of following you, it's like, it's your, it's your own vibrance and your own vibe coming through that makes those happy right. flowers. Because yeah. even your art journaling, you know, it's like, you could start with something really basic, like you teach in your classes that I've been following. And then the finished product is amazing transformation because of a swash of color and some cool small strokes and you know, I mean, I, I really see um, your personality um, not being copying a style or trying to be a zinnia. You know, you are a fluffy flower that's coming from you. Right, right. It's your, it's your own expression of fluffy flower. Fluffy flowers. I don't know. I just, I was like, what do I call these things, you know? And I remember thinking like, and I remember I brought them to the, to the print club, to this, to the studio um, to put on the online gallery. I was like, God, I hope they like these. And they sold like right away. And I was like, well, that's cool. You know? So, um, and I've done some different variations of them, but yeah. Oh, some great fluffy flowers. Well, you flower. are listening to Boost Power Podcast. I know you're mesmerized like me about the story of this amazing artist who has not only been here in the U.S., is now living in London, but is back often. We're lucky about that. We will be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back at Boost Power Podcast. This is Betsy Weirsma, your host. Um, okay, Emmy, so what did you study in college? I know you went to college with my friend Robin and you guys were in Florida. What did you study? What was your degree? I actually have a studio art degree. I do not have a BFA. I would I have what's called a BA, which is which is just which is just the basics of, of art. Yeah. You learn the four wheel and I don't know how to sharpen a pencil. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always curious to me because, you know, like I did journalism kind of, but I did a BA in communications with a graphic arts on the side. And at my university in 1983, thank you very much. They made me pick. They're like, you're either an artist 
or you're, uh, you know, in communication. They couldn't. Yeah. So I, I hid and did my art degree on the side until my senior year. And they said, you can't do both because you have to do an extensive portfolio, blah, 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 blah. You have to pick. So I kind of hid a graphic design degree alongside of a communications degree, but never had a, like an art class till I studied with Kelly Ray. So, um, so as you are now standing as an artist, do you feel like, you know, there's something you state as your purpose? Like, um, I see that not only are you doing art, you've got your daughter involved, you know, you're oozing out art, you're doing masks now for the global pandemic, you know, you're, you're selling and giving to other artists. So is there like a purpose statement you have in your soul about who you are and why you do this? You know, it's funny. I, I thought about that for a while and I came up with something and my purpose is, um, I call it, I say, I, I celebrate, sun, I, my art is sunshine infused that celebrates the beautiful imperfections of life. And you know how you just need one. This is my daughter here that just came along. Hey, sweetie. You're um, on a podcast now. Now you not only have a YouTube can channel, it's your first podcast. Your first podcast. You want to say hi? Say hi, hi to everybody. Hi. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell, Tell the world. Tell your name is. Bonnie Blue. What's your middle name? Sunshine. Bonnie Blue Sunshine. There you go. Just like you were talking about your art infused with sunshine. Yeah, it's funny because I moved to LA because mm -hmm. I needed more sunshine. And I had a friend who said to me, she goes, but the sunshine is within you. And I was like, yeah, she's right, but I still need to move to LA. Um, and now Bonnie Blue, when we have these gray days, I say to her, but you've got the sunshine within you, right? That's right. Yeah. You've got, you're surrounded by your mom's art and your great art that has sunshine all in it, right? Yeah. So you got all the sunshine you need plus a little yellow paint. You can brighten that up a little bit, right? So I totally get that. And then like what the other thing we like to do with this podcast is talk about what you've learned along the road as a women in business, because it's funny, you're talking about fashion. My daughter's just going into fashion school in Milan yeah. and, you know, just at the beginning where you were probably she's, you know, all of 17, about to be 18, wide eyed and ready for the fashion world. Um, yeah. So what would be some things you learned as, you know, being in retail and creating your own, you know, clothing line and all those things, what would be some of the things you would share with other entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast? Well, I'd say if you're an entrepreneur, you kind of like, you just, you don't really have patience for being in, being in boxes or for, um, for following all the guidelines and rules that have been put into the world that maybe have been there, but don't really make any sense anymore. So there's probably something itching within you. Um, you probably have known that since you were a kid. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say some people may be grossed out by this, but I'm gonna tell you my first real entrepreneurial endeavor. And you'll appreciate this being in Colorado. My first entrepreneurial endeavor was I lived in, well, I lived in Florida, but we would go to Colorado in the summer and we would go up to the White River to uh, outside of Meeker, Colorado. I know Meeker. Mm -hmm. You know Meeker. Okay. So it was this, you know, we were on this beautiful, beautiful river. Um, and I saw an opportunity because all these fishermen were going up the roads. And I think my, actually my grandfather probably said, you know, you can sell worms. And I was like, hmm. So I did that. I went out at night. I collected night crawlers. I put up a sign and I hand painted it at some place. It says worms half a mile. And I sold worms. I would collect them. I had them. The fishermen would come back. I had repeat customers. We were like freezing their fish for them while they went off and did other things. And I think I made $50 that summer. I was like probably maybe eight or nine, maybe nine. Um, but yeah, so I've always had like, you know, it's like that classic lemonade stand. There's something that, that you want to do. You want to sell something. You're like, you're kind of itching and you know that you may not, 
I, I think sometimes right now there's a there's so much right now for entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs information, but at the end of the day, you really know that that's there's something that you want to do. You know, it's just within you. And when you work for other people, you can do it, but you also know mm, what I really need to be doing is is back to back to my own thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really curious too about like creating your own clothing line because you know today like I I have a collection problem with things like Johnny was okay yes, like I, I you know like and that's it for those of you who are listening um if you like color and embroidery and crazy you would like Desigual which is my first love out of Spain I fell in love with Desigual 10 years okay. ago and had to have you know Desigual stuff and then um jo recently I am now obsessed with Johnny was which I get on eBay at um lower price than retail <laughs> just saying because I love uh, many pieces and they are very expensive but um I'm curious like you know, you had this big idea to design your own clothing line. Is that all it's cracked up to be? Because I think people think like, oh, I'll just design a clothing line. But that's a lot to be able to not only come up with the creative concept, but the business side is the is the backside, right? Yeah. I mean, I my first my first venture into clothing was when I had my first version of Emmy and Blue or Me and Blue, as some people say it, in Philadelphia. And I just did A-line skirts. And so it was one pattern, came in a few sizes a range of bodies and um i made a nice markup on it i think i was a three or four time markup because i didn't, I didn't there was no wholesaler so when i went moved to la um yeah it's it's not it's all it's it's kind of whatever can go wrong will go wrong with clothing production um and the main thing is just getting getting the pattern and getting the fit right and making sure the fabric matches matches that um and it's, it's a timing issue, you know, something could be really hot and you keep making it, keep making it all of a sudden, boom, it's not selling anymore. And then you end up marking it down and you lost all the, you, you lost the money that you just made by, by the, by the markdown. So, um, it's kind of a fickle business. I am seeing though, and this has happened in the past, you know, five years, the whole slow fashion movement. So I think we're going to see less about, okay, you know, this season it's like, you know, fishtail hemlines and next season it's maxi skirts and mini skirts and wh whatever the trend is. I think that we're going to see a lot less of those really quick turnarounds and there'll be a slower, it'll be slower, which will be better for fashion designers um, overall. I find that, um, yeah, I would, I would come up with a whole new collection, get it out on the sales floor and people would be like, what's next next? And I'm like, well, first of all, I need to catch my breath. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just did this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did this one. Be kind. Um, but yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And it really is about um, getting the right people. So I had really good people that could sew for me. I'd really people, good people that could make patterns for me. I was usually sourcing the fabric and coming up with kind of the silhouettes of, and, and making sure the fit was okay. Um, and interestingly, interestingly enough, I did not know how to sew. I mean, I know how to hand stitch a little bit. I know how to knit and some things, but I really was not a seamstress and making these masks lately has taught me how to use my sewing machine. Um, still not a master, what is it, master? I'm still not a master at it, but I'm, I'm much better. Um, and I have a much better appreciation for people sewing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my daughter does not sew, but she is got an incredible creative brain for designing yeah. some super yeah. fun things. And she never had an art class. She's been on a tall ship, you know, at high school the last two years. So she never got to make a portfolio. She just drew stuff on the boat with cool. basically colored pencils. Yeah. So if she gets into, you know, Marconi Institute de Marconi or whatever she's trying to do, be like awesome sauce, right? Yeah. Or meant to be totally meant to be. Um, so, so great. So follow your passion, but no, 
that there's um, things along the road. You know, the business side has to to go with the passion side. What are you excited about now? So, you know, I can be a testimony that I spend my Friday afternoons with you and your darling daughter uh, working on art just because it's great to have people to do art with. It's great to look at your new ways and your ideas. Um, I know that you have been here in the U.S. and you have done some shows in London, but tell everybody, you know, kind of what's up for you. Well, I've been focusing on my art for the past three years, and I also started teaching a, an after-school art journal club at my daughter's school, and the kids were really, really into it, and I started realizing, I think that other people besides, the adults would come in, the principal was coming in, or head teacher is what they call it here, and um, I was like, you know, I think I should start, like, showing other people all these things that that I do, and so I started doing um I call it art journal club. And, um, I actually started it on March 13th, which was the, which was the week that I stopped sending my daughter to school. They were starting to shut schools down here in London. So I do that every Friday on my Instagram and my Facebook page under me and blue. And we do it live and we do it for an hour and we just have basic supplies. And my daughter usually sits next to me and we usually try like a new technique every week. And we don't really come to the, the page or to the to the journal with a lot of expectations. We come with our stuff and we start putting images down and words and somehow things start to happen. Either we, we write a few things down and those become the theme or maybe the images become the theme or maybe the theme emerges a day or two later when you come back to it. But I've been really passionate about that because I have some women that had been asking me about art journaling and I couldn't really... I, I was having a hard time getting out to see them. Um, and they're like, they're saying things like you've helped me come up, overcome my depression. Um, you're really awakening my creativity that I haven't done for a long time. I've even, I've had like an illustrator who's like, a, she, she makes her living as an illustrator, but she didn't quite know how to like, she's, she's been able to loosen up. She's been able to, because I really talk about getting messy. There's, there's not, there's no perfection in my, um, Art journal club, except when my lighting gets a little wonky because <laughs> um, I need my, my good lighting. But I, I really try to emphasize it's, it's about, it's about that philosophy I was talking about. It's like celebrating life's beautiful imperfections. So yeah, if, if the lighting's off or something happens or, you know, you, you rip something out of a magazine and then all of a sudden you lose half the image because you ripped it wrong. Well, that's okay. You can either piece it to back together. You can draw back over it. You could cover it up. And so and I find that that when we do it, and a lot of us are doing it at the same time, is that I automatically chill out and I'm hearing the same from other people. They could have been having a crazy week, but they dedicate this this time and we just all do it together. It's just it's just fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And I know you also for everyone listening thinking that sounds fun. Um will you she also offers some kind of deeper dive art journaling. And of course, you know, my whole goal is to get her here to the U.S. to do a retreat up in Keystone at our retreat center so that artists from across America can come and hang and be in the beautiful Rocky Mountains and hike out the back door and do art all weekend and, and celebrate. So that's kind of my big dream. I'm just putting it out there. But um, will you tell everybody, so give everybody like your full name, how to find you, all your different links because people are like, I want more of Emmy and how do I find her? So give her, give them the scoop. 
So my name is M.E. Stair Molnar. It's my initials M.E. And it's S-T-E-R dash Molnar. And I go by the moniker Me and Blue, M-E-A-N-D Blue. And that's been my clothing label, but it's also my Instagram and my Facebook. And then my website is meandblue.com. And um, yeah, some people may be like, does she do clothing or does she do art? I'm really, I consider myself now an artist. And then I, I do a little bit of fashion thrown in there, but mostly art. I'm just thinking about, I want to know about those old skirt lines. Maybe you have some in the basement. I don't know. Okay. We do something fun. We pull from the dream big live big deck which is my own personal deck which i did not put in your prize package but maybe package because i have your address now so you never know actually your daughter would love this so this is uh, my first set of art that i made into a card deck so you just think that this one's for you this one's for you is totally random so i'm not gonna pick it i'm just gonna pick the one that's supposed to be for you and then you have to answer the question so you're gonna see it before me and this one is called light shines bright right? And this is a really beautiful girl. So what light will you share? Light shines bright. What light will you share in the world? What light will you share? It's funny. I've been doing this meditation that talks about bringing the the, the light in and then kind of cleansing the body and getting rid of bad juju and all that. Um, So I would say white light because white light seems to feel like it's, it's pure, it's cleansing. um, It's, forgiving it's open it's bright um yeah i i think that that would be a white light just a white and and not that i'm perfect i'm not saying i'm i am the white light i'm saying hopefully i can share that and hopefully that'll share back to me and we can all do it together yeah and i i think that that's a perfect actually answer because i do believe that that zen place of letting go to any outcome for art, like that's what's so fun about art journaling is you're not doing it to sell it. You're just doing it to do it and see what shows up. Um, I love the tape transfer because I had never done that. And that was like a so fun that I learned from you. I'm like talking to all my art girls about tape transfer. And they're all like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So um, it's so much joy that you bring through just sharing yourself and your family and your great production team. Uh, which is similar to the production team that I have in my household. I got, I got one of those too. Um, so yeah. I just know that we have many years to play together. I so appreciate you coming on Boost Power Podcast and sharing your story with the world. And thanks all to all of you who are listening today to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And so make it great because you can be inspired that a serial entrepreneur like Emmy, you know, got started in college and went into the world and went to multiple cities and still had a family and still held all the other world together as she pursued not only expressing herself in fashion design and stores and retail, but really coming home to her art and now really has a global platform to take this beautiful white light, this sunshine imperfection to the world and all of us get to benefit. Please share this podcast with others who can benefit from our uplifting energy and super fun ideas and amazing guests like M.E. who we had on the show today. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people 
with Podcasts on Purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com. <laughs>